0: They've been married for 30 years. He's a pioneer of Catholic lay evangelization, and she has a master's degree in theology. Put on the coffee and get ready to open the scriptures. It's time for Bible with the Barbers. Now, here's Terry and Mary Danielle.
1: Welcome. Welcome to Bible with the Barbers on this Friday, March 11, 2022. Thank you for joining us here. So we want to ask the angels to join us here. How appropriate we're doing a show on the angels today. So we'll begin with a Sanctus and the Angelus. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Sanctus, 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 Dominus Deus Sabaoth, pleni et terra, gloria tua, hosanna in excelsis, benedictus qui to nomine domini, hosanna in excelsis. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived by the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold, the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done to me according to thy word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. that we, might be wor- that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Pour forth, we beseech you, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we, to whom the incarnation of Christ thy Son was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> And again, I want to be grateful to all of our supporters, all of our listeners, all the radio stations that pick us up, um, stations of the Cross Radio and others, smaller stations also, lots of little stations whose names I don't know, but thank you, and to all of our app listeners, those who listen on uh, Rumble, those who listen on Facebook, and those who listen on their their cell phones (laughs) and on the app or on our website. So today we want to take a look at the, the, pre- the angels, the angels. And, you know, in the beginning it says in Genesis, if we go back to Genesis 1, it says, God created the heavens and the earth, okay? So in the beginning, God creates the heavens and the earth. And so the church has always understood that when, when, when the scripture says this, that it, it means that God created not only a visible world, but before he created the visible world, he created an invisible world, the world of spirits and there are things even in this visible world that we can't see with our eyes we have to we can see things through microscopes that we can't perceive with our eyes, but even the wind we can 't see the wind we see it we know it by its effects okay so we have this world that God created visible world that we see, but he created an invisible world first and then it's interesting because it says that there was darkness upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God was moving over the face of the waters and then God said let there be light so God's going to create the heavens and the earth he creates everything God has the power to create things out of nothing he's God he doesn't he doesn't need matter to make matter God is God and he and we are not and and without you know an unmoved mover without an uncreated creator you can't have creation so there was nothing there to begin with. God made it all. Whatever theory you want to believe about the creation of the world, God made it. <laughs> Whatever it was. So, and, and, okay, he says, let there be light. And God saw that the light was good. And then God separated the light from the darkness. And the fathers of the church and the early Christians had understood that this meant... That the light that God created there was the, the the spirits, the angels, and as Saint Augustine says, and they quote this in the in the um, catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph three twenty nine, angel is the name of his office. He's a messenger from God. All right, spirit is who he is. He's a spirit. The angel is a pure spirit. He doesn't have a body, so he doesn't have emotions. he doesn't have the need to eat and sleep and and drink. And, you know, he doesn't have bodily needs. He's he's an angel. He's a pure spirit. And so God made the angels in the beginning. And it was good. And then he gave the angels a trial. And some of them said, no, they wouldn't serve. Basically, he asked the angels to serve man. He said, I'm going to create this creature here that, yeah, by nature is below you. But I want you to serve him. And Satan said, no, I won't. Lucifer The light bearer, the highest of the angels He was the light bearer, Lucifer That's what it means, Lucifer Light bearer, he bore the light He was the highest of all the angels And he said, no, I won't serve I will not serve And so then we have the cry of who? Michael, and what does Michael's name mean? Who is like God? He's asking a question What do you mean you won't serve? God is asking you Why would you not serve? God is asking you to do this God made you you know, remember, Lucifer is not a god unto himself. He didn't come out of nowhere. Lucifer was, was created good by God. He was an angel, the greatest of the angels, the, the brightest of the angels. But he refused to serve. He sinned. And look what his sin did to him. And by the way, this is, a good exam- this is a good lesson for all of us. You see, God makes us good. He makes us in his own image. And what does sin do to us? It degrades us and it makes us ugly. The demons are no longer beautiful. Now, they can appear beautiful. They can appear as an angel of light. We're told that in the scriptures. But they aren't beautiful (laughs) anymore. They're ugly because sin makes us ugly. It makes us ugly. It weakens our will and it darkens our intellect. So it makes us ugly. It makes us stupid and it makes us weak. So even though Lucifer is still an angel and therefore, you know, we're warned by St. Paul. Remember, your battle is not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities we We have to know that he's beyond us, so we don't count on ourselves to try and fight against the devil. But remember, because man also sinned, now we'll get into that, you know but but here's the reality: God did make the angels, and the angels are real persons. yes, an angel is a person. And every angel is a species unto himself. No angel can reproduce himself. Angels don't reproduce themselves. It doesn't happen. They're a species unto themselves. And so God made the angels, and he made the angels to serve man, because he was going to make man in his image so that he could share with us his everlasting happiness. Well, the angels sinned and rebelled. And because of that, that, that's evil. The rejection of goodness is evil. And this is what Lucifer did. He rejected goodness. He rejected God and his plan. He rejected love. When we reject goodness, we're rejecting love. And so we have this presence of these spiritual beings that God made, personal beings. They are persons. They were made by God in the beginning, but some of them rebelled against God. So enters evil, right? So the existence of the angels is a truth of faith. That, that, that just Yes, the angels are real. And yeah, there were people in Jesus' time who didn't believe. There have always been people who don't believe all of God's revelation. That's just the way it goes. We have to pray for the grace of faith so that we can accept and believe all of God's revelation. But remember, God didn't create evil, and he didn't create sin. Sin was caused by rebellious creatures. Satan, Lucifer... And the, and the angels that followed him, approximately one third of the angels, fell. They sinned against God and evil enters in to God's creation. But we know that the angel exists and they are spirits. They are spirits. That's who they are by their nature. And their, their, their office is to bring messages to man on behalf of God. And we have instances of that in, in the scriptures, don't we? Many instances of the angels appearing and giving, in, especially in the life of Christ, you know, at the, the, the angel comes to Zechariah to tell him that he's going to have a child. That's John the Baptist. And then the angel comes to Mary to tell her, to ask her, actually, will you be the mother of God? And he doesn't say it in those words, but he says, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. And she's very deeply disturbed because she's very humble. So why is he praising me? He should be praising God, not me. And she, and the angel says, don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God, and you shall conceive in your womb and bear a son. Well, I vowed, you know, I've, her statement in response to the angel proves that she had vowed her virginity to God, and she didn't intend to live with Joseph as his wife in conjugal union, but as his wife in service and in growing together in faith and in prayer, but not in conjugal union. She intended to remain a virgin, and and, and Joseph had to agree to this. So the angel comes, and he makes this announcement. And we have other angels in the New Testament and mention of angels, and we'll go through some of that and talk about the presence of the angels and what it means, and also the presence of demons and what that means. And the church is very clear. Just as it is an article of faith that there are angels, there are also clear that there are angels who rebelled against God. We call them devils. And they're not just a name given to, well, there's evil in the world. How do we explain it? There must be, we'll call it the devil. But it's not really a person. No, it is. They're real persons. They were angels. They were real persons. They were created good. They rebelled against God. They ended up turning evil because they rebelled. They sinned. And they lost their goodness. They lost their connection with God. So we talk about the angels, and, and, and they are definitely real persons and they're not just a a way to explain how God you know that God communicates with us directly no God communicates with us through his creatures this is the way he set it up so I hear the music we're coming up against a break again thank you for all of those who donate and support our work through your financial help through your volunteering through your prayers through your sacrifices and those who offer their sufferings for us we so appreciate it We'll be right back with more. If you have a question, you can call 877-526-2151. Oh, 888-526-2151 if you have a question.
0: Now, back to Bible with the Barbers. If you have a question or comment, call 888-526-2151. Here's Terry and Mary Danielle.
1: And thank you, Matthew Arnold, for uh, giving the correct number for those who want to call in and make a question or a comment. Um, if you want to make a donation, or um, you can call 877-526-2151. And I want to give a shout-out here to the Opus Angelorum, the work of the Holy Angels. The work of the Holy Angels is done by the priests of the Orders Canon Regular of the Holy Cross and um, the Sisters of the Holy Cross. And they have a house in Carlton, Ohio, And their website is www.opusangelorum.org. That's one word, O-P-U-S-A-N-G-E-L-O-R-U-M.org, the Latin, Opus Angelorum, meaning the work of the angels. And um, on that page, they do have a, um, you can click on the the place that says angels, and on there they have the paragraphs from the Catechism of the Catholic Church that tell us about the angels. and you can—that's paragraphs 328 through 395. And it's very helpful to to do that, to read the catechism. You know, it's interesting. Father Glenn Botton, who's the pastor here at Our Lady of Grace Parish that, that is working, um, operating as a parish here out of Sacred Heart Historic Chapel in downtown Covina, he mentioned that as a Protestant minister— uh, to prepare his sermons and his commentary on Scripture, he would go to the Catechism of the Catholic Church. So all of those out there who, are, who want a good commentary on Scripture, pick up that Catechism, the Catechism of the Catholic Church, and make sure you get it, you know. And then if you want to know more about the angels, contact the Opus Angelorum, um, org, And you can... You can learn more about your angel. You can—they have articles on there that you can read. They have CDs you can buy. They have lots of information on the angels to help us to know who the angels are and how they work in our lives and how we're supposed to cooperate with them. You know, it's—it's it's not like we have, you know, this invisible world that—that's just some great mystery to us. I mean, God revealed to us that that He made spirits as well as as um, us human beings. Okay. So it says, may you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. That's Psalm 115, verse 15. And of course, the Lord made heaven and earth. And when it says heaven, it's referring to the the world of the spirits that God made. And yes, they are real persons. So what else does the catechism tell us about the angels? Well, we know that who they are, their office, um, they're purely spiritual creatures. They have an intellect and a will. And they are personal and immortal creatures, surpassing in perfection all visible creatures by nature as the splendor of their glory bears witness. Well, what about Jesus and the angels? How did, how did they manifest themselves in the life of Jesus? Well, first of all, um, Christ is the center of the angelic world. They are his angels. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all his angels, it says in Matthew 25, 31, all his angels... They belong to him because they are created through and for him. All things were created through him. All things were created for him. For in him, all things were created in heaven on earth, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. Colossians 1, 16. By the way, he, you have the choirs. There's some of the choirs named thrones, dominions principalities and authorities. So, uh, you know, here we have, this is scripture. This is not, the Catholic Church doesn't have to make it up. It's right there in scripture. They belong to him still more because he made them messengers of his saving plan. And they are, and they not, excuse me, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to serve for the sake of those who, who are to obtain salvation Hebrews 1:14. this is paragraph 331 of the catechism and almost the whole paragraph is, a co- is is quoted quoting scripture but then they give a commentary what is this? Well we have this we know that the angels are messengers because they are all ministering spirits sent forth to serve for the sake of those who are to obtain salvation Hebrews 114. And then we have, you know, the, as I mentioned in the first section, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to announce first to Zechariah the birth of John the Baptist, the precursor of the Messiah, and then he was sent to the angel to, to Mary. The angel Gabriel was sent by God to Mary. And again, now now first he announces the precursor of the Messiah, now he announces the Messiah. So he's there. They've been prison, the angels have been prison. Present, excuse me, present since creation and throughout the history of salvation, announcing this salvation from afar or near and serving the accomplishment of the divine plan. The angels, the ones who are in heaven, the good angels, they do only God's will. They can't change their mind. They had one choice. They cannot change their mind. They will not change their mind. They serve and they serve perfectly with perfect obedience, with winged obedience immediately, as soon as they, God makes a desire known to him that he wants them to do this, it's done. They do it. That's it. No questions, no rebellions. They closed the earthly paradise. Remember, the earthly paradise was closed and God put an angel, a seraph with a burning sword so that man could not enter the garden again. They protected Lot. Remember Lot? When he was out there um, in Sodom and God sends, God comes down to destroy Sodom and he has two angels with him and he comes down and and Lot doesn't want to, do, Lot is hesitant. He doesn't want to leave. And so the angels take him by the hand and drag him <laughs> and, and there he's allowed to flee to a city of the plain that wasn't going to be destroyed or at least God didn't destroy it. They protected Hagar. Remember Hagar? The maid servant of Sarah, who became a concubine of Abraham and gave birth to Ishmael. The angel protects her, and brings her food and water. Okay. They, again, they stayed with Abraham. They stayed Abraham's hand when he was going to sacrifice Isaac. He was ready to sacrifice his only son. The one he loved, Isaac. Because God had asked him to, and he thought God meant this. And this was just, human sacrifice was just part of the worship of God and all of the pagan peoples around Abraham. And uh, the angel stays his hand. They communicated the law by their ministry. So when Moses receives the communication, the angels are there communicating to Moses, God's, God's will and God's word. They led the people of God out of Egypt. They announced births and callings and assisted prophets. That's just to cite a few of the examples. And this is paragraph 332. And then, of course, finally, the angel Gabriel announces the birth of John the Baptist and then Jesus himself. So, and, and so what about the life of Christ? So in paragraph 333, from the incarnation to the ascension, actually from the annunciation, <laughs> from the moment that God announces and reveals that he has this plan to send his son and renounce, reveals it to man, that he's going to send his son. So the angel comes to the to our Blessed Mother. The life of the word incarnate is surrounded by the adoration and service of the angels. So um, it says that when God brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. Hebrews 1, 6. So for anyone who thinks that Jesus was just an angel incarnate or an angel pretending to be a man. Well, it says um when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, let all the angels worship him. So all the angels worship the firstborn. And the firstborn is the son of God made man. Hebrews 1.6. Their song of praise at the birth of Christ has not ceased resounding in the church's praise. What was their song? Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men of goodwill. Luke 2.14. So the angels at the birth of the Lord, they sing. They sing the heavens burst forth into joy at the coming of the Messiah. The earth has to learn what's going on still. But the angels are there. And then they, they go to tell the, you know, they're, they're telling they're the first announcers of the birth of Jesus. They're the ones who inform the shepherds. It's the angels who inform by their glory to God in the highest. They inform the shepherds. So they're the first to announce it. They inform the shepherds. And according to the fathers of the church, the star of Bethlehem was an angel uh, becoming visible, not as the form of an angel, but in the form of a star to uh, uh, alert the wise man that the Messiah had been born. They're looking for this star to rise out of the east and they see it and they follow it. And this is the angels. The angels are carrying out God's will. They're announcing the birth of the Messiah. And they protect Jesus in his infancy. Remember, Herod wants to kill the baby Jesus. So the angel comes and speaks to Joseph in a dream and says, take the child and go to Egypt. When he's in the desert, remember when he fasts for 40 days, the angels come to wait on him after his temptation. They strengthen Jesus' agony in the garden. And he could have been saved. Remember, he tells his apostles when Peter draws his sword, he says, look, I could call on my father and he would send 12 legions of angels all he would need was one angel but he could send 12 legions but then how could the father's will be accomplished so jesus is here to do the father's will the angels come to do the father's to do the lord's will the will of god and so we too should follow that and do the will of god this is what we're called to do So we have angels, 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 angels. They're the ones who announce the resurrection. When the women come to the tomb, the angel rolls back the stone. By the way, she, they roll back the angel rolls back the stone. The stone was still in front of the tomb. Jesus goes through the tomb through the stone. He doesn't have to he has a resurrected body. The wall can't stop him, just like he comes into the upper room. And then the angels will be present. God will send his angels. When Christ returns, it says that he will send his angels out to gather them from the four corners of the, of the world and the, the furthest ends of the sky. So the angels are here. They're here to serve us. They're here to announce to us the presence of God in our life. They're here to remind us why we were made. We were made in God's image, and we were made for union with God. We were made to live in his presence, even as the angels do. Now, we can't see God face to face in our bodies right now, but we can live, we can be consciously, we can exercise the mental discipline to be consciously aware of God's presence moment by moment, day by day. God is always present to us. He's always aware of us. You know, if he forgot about us for one second, boom, he's gone, we're gone. We we wouldn't exist. And it would be as if we never existed. God doesn't ever forget us. He's always there. He's always speaking to us. He's always nurturing us. He's always filling us with his love if we are willing to accept it. But we have to respond. Just as the angels in the beginning had a trial and they had to accept the will of God, they had to say yes or no, I will, I will serve or I won't serve. That's the choice we have. I will serve God. and Remember, to serve God means to have an eternal reward. To refuse to serve him has eternal punishment. And just as Satan, as Lucifer and his angels were cast out of heaven and there was no longer a place for them in heaven, that is eternal. They made one choice. It's an eternal choice. They can't go back on it. They've been cast out forever. So we want to do the good. We want to follow God's law and listen to our good angel, our guarding angel, and obey the will of God. If you have any questions, you can call 888 526 2151. We're talking about angels today in the scriptures. I'll be right back with more. Please don't go away and tell your friends to join us and your family.
0: Now, back to Bible with the Barbers. If you have a question or comment, call 888 526 2151. Here's Terry and Mary Danielle.
1: Welcome. Welcome back to Bible with the Barbers. And um, Terry's Terry, again, he's, <laughs> he's babysitting our grandson. So um, I'm here with my angel and all, all the angels. And remember, wherever God is, um, there is all of heaven. And if God lives in our heart through grace. So if we're in the state of grace, all of heaven is right there around us, even though we don't see them or perceive them. Um, St. Joan of Arc prayed... Lord, if I'm not in the state of grace, put me in the state of grace. If I'm in the state of grace, keep me in the state of grace. So we want to ask the Lord to constantly keep us in the state of grace so that we can um, always be faithful to him. So we have the angels. We're talking about angels today. We've talked about the good angels and their creation and that they're messengers, they're real, they're spirits by nature, they're messengers by their office. That's that's angel, the word angel. That's the name of their office. And um, they've been there, they anou- they've they. have you know, in the Old Testament, they announced um, the coming. They, they, they're they ministers. They're God's ministers to bring to man the messages of God. And so they bring the message of salvation to mankind, you know, and, and how many uh, examples in the Old Testament of the presence of angels and then in the New Testament. And we have but then we have we have a group of angels who made a big mistake. OK, um, Lucifer, the highest of the angels <laughs> and. And he, and we don't know exactly how many angels were created, but in the book of Revelation, we have this vision of a woman giving birth to a male child. And the child was destined to rule the nations as an iron rod. And as she's standing there in labor, um, there appears before her a huge dragon, all flaming red, with seven heads and ten horns. And on his heads were seven diadems. And his tail swept a third of the stars from the sky. Well, the stars have always been understood to be to represent the angels. Um, it is said that the angels guide the light of the stars. So, um, Lucifer sl- took with him about a third of the angels is what we understand from that, that the church has understood from that, that he took about a third of the angels with him. And in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, beginning on paragraph 391, it talks about the fall of the angels. So behind the disobedient choice of our first parents lurks the seductive voice opposed to God, which makes them fall into death out of envy. Remember Genesis 1? Genesis 3, 1 through 5, and then in Wisdom 2, 24, the serpent tells them, Oh, you won't die if you eat from the fruit, from the fruit of that tree. No, you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. And they looked at it, and they thought, oh, but that's desirable for the, the knowledge it could give. And we talked about that last, uh, I think it was last week, where we talked about actually it didn't give them knowledge. It took knowledge away that they had. <laughs> it, it darkened their intellect and weakened their will. But, but the, the devil, is a, he's a seducer. He, he's a liar, right? Remember, a murderer and a liar. From, who called him that? Let's see. I, Jesus, uh, he was a liar and a murderer from the beginning. So the scriptures and church's traditions see in the beginning, the being, see in this being a fallen angel called Satan or the devil. The church teaches that Satan was the first, was at first a good angel made by God, made good. The devil and the other demons were indeed created naturally good by God, but they became evil by their own doing. Okay, so we have you know the church God didn't make anything evil, God made it everything God made it was good, so we have the devil, right you can see john eight forty four and revelation twelve nineteen nine excuse me t- chapter twelve verse nine, okay, but the demons became evil through sin, sin does this to us too it makes us evil, and it also makes us ugly and it makes us stupid and it makes us weak so Paragraph 392, Scripture speaks of a sin of the angels. And where is that? Second Peter 2 four. Second Peter 2.4. 2 Peter 2.4. Scripture speaks of a sin of the angels. Second Peter 2 Peter 2.4. This fall consists in the free choice of these created spirits who radically and irrevocably rejected God and his reign. We find a reflection of that rebellion in the tempter's words to our first parents. You will be like God. You see, Lucifer had the same problem. He wanted to be like God. He didn't want to obey. He said, no, I don't want to obey. He wanted to be like God. And that that, cha- that that quote from Peter, I'll read that to you. For if God did not spare the angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to the pits of the nether gloom to keep them until the judgment. So... If, you know, it, they sinned when the angels sinned, God committed them to the pits of hell. He created hell for Satan and his followers. OK. So he, he tells he tells Adam and Eve, you'll be like God. Will they be like God? Well, the interesting thing about it is they were like God. They would never be God. They were creatures, but they were already made in the image and likeness of God. And they were already full of grace They were created in a state of grace. God gave them grace. He gave them sanctified grace. He gave them a share in his own life. So they were already able to communicate with God and to know him. And um, they were already like God. So Satan is, what is he doing here? Well, the devil has sinned from the beginning. He is a liar and the father of lies. 271 is the footnote there. And that footnote on Paragraph um, 392, John John eight forty four, No, oh, it's, wait a second. Is that the right footnote? Good morning. I'm looking here. I'm sorry. Oh, no, they, you know what? They don't give it to me. They don't give it to me. It's um, I have my scriptures here, though. So the footnote is John 1, 1 John 3, 8. So that's the first letter of John. The first letter of John, which is in the back here after Peter. First letter of John. And it's chapter 3, verse 8. Yeah, the father and so, so, so footnote th- 271. First John, chapter 3, number 8. And what does it say? It says, he who commits sin is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Remember that. <laughs> the devil doesn't get the final say. He's already lost. He lost the battle. But he does try and take everyone down that he can in the meantime. Just like he got Adam and Eve to sin. He tries to get us to sin. Okay? But, so we want to be aware that the devil is out there trying to make us sin. He doesn't want us to follow God because he didn't follow God and he's jealous he's actually very jealous of us because god became man it's like well why didn't you become an angel why didn't you become, why didn't you make let me be the savior of mankind lucifer is thinking you know I, why can't i be the one who makes who gets to have everybody look like me <laughs> you know and in the nature of angels the angels can't create they cannot reproduce themselves but when they communicate some of their knowledge the higher angels have higher knowledge than the lower angels it's you know god has this hierarchy this beautiful hierarchy in god's plan and the the higher angels could communicate to the lower angels something of them their knowledge that would communicate something of their own image to that per, to that other person so lucifer wanted to be the one who would communicate his image to all of mankind and then everybody would look at him Yeah, a little bit of pride going on here, I guess. I I guess that's what we'd call it. So, but And Lucifer wants us to do the same thing, doesn't he? And isn't that where a lot of our problems come from? We get upset because people won't do things my way. I want people to do things my way. Or I have a plan for today and, oh gosh, the children aren't cooperating. Or, oh dear, there was an accident and we have to clean up this mess. And, oh my, And, and things are just going, and I'm getting upset. And why am I getting upset? Because I can't have my way. Oh Oh, who am I acting like? (laughs) Oops. (laughs) I'm not acting like God. That's not what God does. God is God and we are not. And God is a jealous lover. He has to be. Because there is only one God. And so God insists that we obey him. And that we worship him alone. Because he is God. We're creatures. Lucifer is a creature. The devil is a creature. All of the devils, all the angels that fell... They're only creatures. They have no power except what God gives them. So we read there in the paragraph that the devil has sinned from the beginning. He is a liar and the father of lies. And we're looking at the footnote there, footnote 271. And, and in John 8:44 44, it says, You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and has nothing to do with the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks according to his own nature. For he is a liar and the father of lies. Now, Jesus, when he says that the devil, when he lies, he speaks according to his own nature. He's not talking about the way the devil was created. He's talking about what happened to the devil because he sinned. Once he sinned, he became incapable of telling the truth. He's a liar and the father of lies. And when he lies, he acts according to his own nature. He speaks according to his own nature. He's a liar and the father of lies. Remember that. Satan is a liar and the father of lies, and he's a murderer also. It's it's interesting. (laughs) So we want to avoid any collaboration with the enemy. And by the way, we don't need the enemy's help to sin because of original sin. We are oriented away from God and now we have this evil within us and we have this war in our members where our spirit militates against our flesh and our flesh militates against our spirit and it's easy for us to do evil and it's hard for us to do good. But God gives us grace. Jesus Christ has won the victory. He came, but we have to call on him. We have to acknowledge our need. We need to make sure that we live in the state of grace, that we are practicing our faith, we are studying our faith, we are coming closer to God, that we are getting to know him. How can you love someone if you don't know them? We're supposed to be living a love relationship with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Most Blessed Trinity, who made us to be in union with him. We weren't made for mediocrity. We weren't made for lies. We weren't made for deception. We weren't made for death. We were made for union with God for all eternity. Now, we're going to die because of original sin, just like we're capable of sinning, and we don't need the devil's help to sin. But we do need God's help to do any good. Any true good that is done in this world is done through God's grace, with the help of the angels, by the power of the Holy Spirit. There's that music again. We're coming up against another break. So we've talked a little bit about the fall of the angels, and we want to sum up at the end here and and talk about the goodness of God and the mercy He has given, and that He shows us in sending us an angel to guard us. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more on Bible with the Barbers.
0: Now back to Bible with the Barbers. If you have a question or comment. Call 888-526-2151. Here's Terry and Mary Danielle.
1: Welcome, welcome back to Bible with the Barbers on this Friday, March the 11th, 2022. And again, thank you to all of our listeners. Whether you're listening on a a radio station that picks us up or on an app or on uh, Rumble or on Facebook or through our own website, virginmostpowerfulradio.org, or if you're listening on your phone on the app, and all of our supporters thank you those of you who support us financially those who support us with your volunteer time those who are close to us they're people who live uh, geographically close and they're able to help us out with different events we put on or things that have to be done here at the chapel thank you so much and for all of those who pray for us and support us with your suffering and your prayers I also want to thank all those who write into us and ask for prayers we do read those we do take them seriously and we do lift them up in prayer and um know that you're in our prayers and we we lift them up in a general way, but also specifically we do read the the prayer requests. So you're in our prayers and those who ask questions and I do try and get to those questions and answer them all. Um I hope I don't miss them. By by the way, if I missed your question and you really want it answered, please send it again because it'll come in new and then I can I can uh, you know look at it. And so we're talking about angels today. And the angels help us in our in our um Journey here on earth, we're talking about how the angels were created, when they were created, and uh, what was their mission and who they are, and then the fall of the angels. And the fall of the angels is covered in paragraphs 391 through 395. And again, I, I want to reiterate that the devil is not a god. He's a creature, and his power is limited. He he doesn't have ultimate power. He's not God. So um, we don't have to fear him. We need to pray and have trust in God and know that God desires are good. And that's why he made us. He made us to show forth his goodness and to share with us his everlasting happiness in heaven. In order to do that, we must know him, love him, and serve him on this earth. And so we have the angels. And we have the angels in the life, not only in the life of Christ, not only in the Bible, but we have the angels in our lives, in the liturgy. You know, when you go to Mass, uh, just before, in the in the Western Rite, in in the Latin Rite, we have just before the priest says the... Um, Preface to the Eucharistic prayer, we sing a hymn Sanctus, 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 Dominus Deus Sabaot, Plani Sun Celia Terra, Gloria tua, Hosanna in excelsis, Benedictus qui venit in nomine Domini, Hosanna in excelsis. And we know from the Bible that the angels sing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts, who is and who was and who is to come, and and that all of the earth is full of his glory. So this this hymn, we're joining the angels in the worship of God in our liturgy, and so the angels assist us. They want us. They're there in heaven. They offer they offer a, a, a praise that isn't. Um, there's no. They have no sin. The angels in heaven have no sin. So their their praise of God is not the perfect praise. The perfect praise, of course, is the the praise that God offers Himself. The, the Son of God became man, and in his humanity, Jesus Christ, he offers his Father the perfect act of worship in his Paschal mystery. And at Mass, we celebrate that. But the angels join us there to assist us. And they they get to witness that Paschal mystery from heaven and here on earth, too, because the angels are with us here on earth, guiding us and trying to, you know, give us inspiration and, and offer their prayers for us so that we'll choose what is right. Well, how do I know that I have a, a guarding angel? Well, from the very beginning of, its, uh, um, beginning of its life, from the very beginning until death, human life is surrounded by the watchful care of intercessors. We have that in Matthew 18.10, in Luke 16.22, um, in the Psalms, in Job, um, in Zechariah, in Tobit. We have all of these instances in the scripture of the angels surrounding God's people. And this is paragraph um, 336 of the Catechism. There's a compendium to the Catechism that gives you some of the footnotes and it's really beautiful because it um, it, it oh it's just it, it gives you the full you know you have the footnotes here in the book and you have to go to the Bible and look them up or go to the source and look them up. And the compendium gives you a lot of the footnotes. And so you don't if you have the compendium, you don't have to look it up. you can Ignatius Press published the compendium to the Catechism. So from the very beginning, the watchful care and intercession of the angels is who's surrounding us, and that's uh, paragraph 336. And that is, uh, so Matthew, do they give us the one? Yeah, Matthew 18.10. See to it that you do not despise one of these little ones, Jesus says, for I tell you that in heaven their angels always behold the face of my Father who is in heaven. Okay, and then, you know, in Luke 16, we have that... um, The poor man died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. Remember the story of Lazarus, the man who starved to death at the the gate of the rich man? Lazarus and the rich man. (laughs) Okay, And then we have Psalm 34, 7. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. And Psalm 91, beautiful, beautiful Psalm 91. No evil shall befall you, no scourge shall come near your tent. For he will give his angels charge of you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands, they will bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent. You will trample underfoot. In the Acts of the Apostles, you have Peter being delivered from, um, remember, they put him in prison and the angel comes. And Peter doesn't, he thinks he's having a vision. The angel has to wake him up. The angel says, Peter, get dressed. Peter, Follow me, take, you know, take him by, his, and Peter thinks he's just dreaming, and he's not. He's it's, it's the angel God sent His angel, and that's what he says after when he gets out into the street and he realizes, and the angel disappears. He realizes now I know that God's angel God sent His angel to deliver me from the hands of my enemies. Okay, and that's in the Acts of the Apostles when Peter was delivered from prison. So we have these angels who surround us, and um, from the very beginning of our life, and. Th- th- beside each one of us okay beside every single one of us stands an angel as a protector and shepherd leading him to life already here on earth the christian life shares by faith in the blessed company of the angels and men united in god the communion of saints we when we live in the state of grace god dwells in us and wherever god is there is heaven a beautiful quote from st elizabeth of the trinity and she said I have found my heaven on earth, for heaven is where God is, and he is in my heart. Well, think about this. You know, Jesus comes. He came to live on earth. He died. He rose from the dead. But before he died, he established his church, and he established the priesthood to carry on his sacrifice, not to repeat his sacrifice, but to perpetuate his sacrifice in an unbloody manner in a sacramental manner, in the holy sacrifice of the mass. And yes, it is a sacrifice because it's Christ's sacrifice. We're not killing Christ again. It's this continual action that goes on for all of eternity because in heaven, the victim who immolated himself lives for all eternity, this act of immolated love. Look at Revelation 5. The lamb is standing. You know, John hears, the lion of the tribe of Judah has conquered And he turns around and he says, I saw a lamb standing looking as though he had been slain, but he's alive. The lamb of God. Jesus is the lamb of God. He gave his life for us. And the angels see this and they want to assist us in worshiping. And they obey God. They see God face to face. They didn't see God face to face before they, they passed their test. Satan never saw God face to face. He had mystical knowledge of God. It wasn't it was only the good angels who saw God face to face. Now Satan knows that God exists. He knows it. Remember, Jesus said that. He said, faith, you know, you, you think faith alone. Well, he said, Satan believes and he trembles. Why does he believe? Well, he believes because he's never seen God face to face, but he believes. He he has the knowledge of who created him. He he does he just like us, he walks by faith. He doesn't see God face to face, but he knows God exists. And he trembles. But it, it didn't move him to love. And this is what we need to pray for every day, is to be moved to love. The good angels were moved to love. You see, Michael's, Michael says, Who is like God? You would defy this love, this incredible love. We're creatures. He made us. Oh, my word. He's just asking us to do a task. Who are we to say no? And, and Michael, so Michael, Michael, the archangel who's from, you know, you have you have the cherubim and the seraphim, the thrones and the dominions, the powers and principalities, the virtues, the archangels and the angels. He's from the second lowest choir. And he challenges the highest of the angels. In God's name, who is like God? Just like David when he came before Goliath. I don't come at you in my own name or with my own might or strength. I'm not a warrior. I don't have sword and shield and I... Psh, psh, you're so much bigger than me. It's like that. You said, you come, you come at me like a dog. Let me Goliath says to David, you're like a little doggy. I'll just chew you up and spit you out. And yeah, you could do that, but God's not going to let you. You see, I come at you at the name of the Lord, our God, whom you have insulted. And so he came at him in the name of the Lord God. And the same with Michael in the name of the Lord, God, the angels show us the way and our guarding angels want to show us the way call on the name of the Lord, Before you're tempted, when you're tempted, after you're tempted. Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, have mercy. Even if you fall, God, have mercy on me. They want us to know that God is love. And they want us to believe this and to accept it. And we have the enemy and we don't need the enemy's help to get confused. We have a darkened intellect and a weakened will. And we already know that um, it's easy for us to sin. As a matter of fact, we know that it's very difficult for us to do good. And we know that without God's help, we can't do any good. But we have an angel at our side all the time. Think about the love of God that for every human being that exists on the face of the earth, He's made an angel, an angel that He's assigned that angel to them to help them to get to heaven. God is so good. And I want to give a shout out again. I what I did is I went on the Opus Sanctorum Angelorum website this morning and looked up angels, and I printed out. They had they had the um, paragraphs from the Catechism that are, deal with the angels, paragraph three twenty seven through three fifty two, I believe, and then um, paragraph uh, three ninety one through three ninety five, and they have some uh, also some quotes from the Compendium of the Catechism, <clears throat> and then. Um, they also have on there, they have some documents about on some. what the popes have said Pope Leo, Pope um, Paul VI, Pope uh, John Paul I, John Paul II. So <clears throat> go to the Opus Sanctorum Angelorum.org website and look up angels and get more information about the angels. Learn about your angels. There's the guarding angel prayer, O angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love entrusts us here. Forever this day be at my side, to light, to guard, to rule and guide. From sinful stain, O keep me free, and in death's hour my helper be. My holy angel, please take my hand. I promise to obey you. Please lead me safely to heaven. Pray to your angel every day. Ask your angel to enlighten you and to guide you. And thank God every day for your beautiful angel. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for your support. Thank you uh, for your prayers, for those who offer your sufferings. Thank you all your radio stations who pick us up. Thank you, Rumble, <laughs> Facebook, and any, any other social medias who allow us to be on there. We appreciate that. And thank you all. And may God help us to appreciate the gifts he has given and to be truly grateful for these beautiful angels who try to help us to be obedient and to be faithful to the Lord. We'll be back. Thank God next week with more on Bible with the Barber.